episode number 113 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, you're wearing your, uh, you're wearing your New Balance Metro Aberdeen uh, hoodie there. Is that the sign of um, the, the restrictions being uplifted and, you know, um, non-virtual Metro Aberdeen training coming to the forefront again, Tom? Absolutely. Good evening, Cal. Good evening, listeners. Or good, or good week. It happens to be an evening. Yeah, so last night I was at club training, which was great. Socially distanced, groups of five. We've got, we've got a mile loop where everyone meets at different starting points. And it was, it's great to be back. Really good. We, it, you know, I actually did, I ended up doing the session on my own last night. But it was, re- you know, when you, that being in an environment where everyone's doing sessions around you. I mean, we were all socially distanced. It's great. It's really good to be back. So, Yep, in the Metro kit tonight as a, I guess, that. as a tribute to that. Like it. What's, um, How are you? Were you wearing a mask or, you know, how does it work when you're, when you're doing your no, sessions? So we, the way the loop is, we've got, we've identified a few different, um, like, training locations that we've used in our kind of regular rotation, That one being the Claymore Drive up at the old conference centre in Aberdeen, which is a, so yes, as I say, it's a mile loop. So really, it's an industrial state, really quiet. So the way we've got is we can take we think we can take up to five groups. We've only had three the last few weeks of five at training, and you're spaced out such that you're you will never come into contact with anyone outside your group. And 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 if you do, you just take a wide berth and go around them. And the session we've been doing focused on time. Sorry. Any near misses? Uh, well, I actually caught a group last night, but you know, I just went round them, just gave them a couple of meters, and went round them. And, you know, we're doing, it's time-based session. So last night for me was a minute on, minute off. And that meant, so it doesn't really, it's not, I can just, even even my recovery was afloat. So I'm sort of, you know, kept moving. And I think it's good. I think it's really good that, you know, we're seeing more and more people getting back involved as I think people start to get a bit more comfortable about it. Um, yeah, no masks. You know, there's no need to, to obviously, to wear the mask outside. So, yeah, really, really good. And I'm I'm hoping actually that we'll start. We obviously, I mean, you, we both see it more and more as relaxations are coming, as as uh, as we go through the various lockdown stages, which is cool. So, uh, I mean, are you? Uh, I mean, it was a lot of people there last night. Or uh, there wasn't a huge amount. We had, I think, we were about uh, maybe twelve or fifteen. So, which is not we, we usually get sort of between. I would say a good a big training night would be maybe forty. A sort of average night between twenty and thirty. Uh, adults and that doesn't include the juniors our juniors are doing their own thing we've got juniors set up as is a, a bit separate um whereas i've been involved in the adult side so yeah it's good but you know and tell, i tell you what in terms of a recap of my week i was uh we were talking about this before we came on the podcast i actually went offshore on monday for an overnight visit just to the rig just for uh i've been in a while um yeah got to the day job and anyway so i got a co- i got a covid test on sunday morning before oh, going yeah. off, so I can reassure the listeners that I don't have coronavirus. Um, well, there you go, folks. So yeah, yeah, which yeah, is good. Like to catch it. You can listen but to these you know podcasts what? with um, with with, with um, peace of mind. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. Nothing getting passed through the airways. But what's interesting, you know, it's funny. I remember months and probably months ago now, we talked at first. We said, "Oh, we need to get to the stage where races can do a test when you arrive." I tell you what, the test is a. It's not pleasant, and b. I can see why people say you can't do that at home as a home test because there's a throat swab and two nasal swabs and they're pretty rough with you. You know, they're, they're jamming this long swab right to the back of your throat. Um, and sort of, yeah, you, you have 
you have to go ah to really open up your throat <laughs> and your tonsils so they can get a good swab in there and you're sort of ganging on this thing as it as it pokes it to the back of your throat for you know almost it's about a minute and then they get another swab and they jam it right up your nose you, you almost feel the back of your eye on this thing like it's right uh-huh. up the nostril to get a nasal swab and then they do the other side and it was it's not that pleasant you know so uh was, i mean i've got no problem taking it but it was quite a yeah it was difficult and do you know what the worst thing is kyle right imagine i, I mean i used to work offshore years ago and, and we'd work offshore and i was up to four or five weeks offshore at a time the uh-huh. gyms closed on the rig i went to Imagine that. Imagine doing three or four. I mean, this guy, I speak to oh, a runner. One guy, one guy was telling me he was pulling his hair out four weeks and he, he can't go on the treadmill. Brutal. Now, eh? <laughs> well, they were joking saying they've all got lockdown weight because you can't, I mean, not much exercise you can do. So, yeah, I feel you know, if you're not exercising, you know, and, and some of these rigs, you only have a limited bandwidth as well. You know, like half an hour on the, of, of Wi-Fi access and, Unlimited portions of food, though, eh? You know, like, absolutely. The, the, the buffets <laughs> out there. No one like take advantage of it, but oh, that must be really depressing for folk. Can you not do anything else on the rig? Can you not like? Is there space to do some squat, squat jumps, or well, I mean, burpees, or, or running you around the helipads? Well, you could probably do some press ups and stuff in your room. Maybe wander around the helipad, weather dependent. But I mean, you know, it's. Uh, I've got to say, I I, I tip my cap to the my offshore brothers in arms and sisters in arms they are you know we've been they're rightly so we've been clapping for the nhs frontline services but the offshore troops who are keeping the keeping the lights on they deserve a yeah. lot of respect it's not an easy right. you know with, without all these they're going out away from family for three four weeks and they're being deprived of things like this i was i mean i would i'm not sure what i would do i would be i'd be handing my notice in you know we're all at least we can <laughs> exercise you know a month without running well, it's a balance, so isn't it? Like you know, you. I mean, I'm, I'm sure some so ev- some people who are listening there, uh, they've got busy jobs and certain jobs where running has to take a step back at certain times. And yeah, of course, you have to ba- have the, the the right balance in, in in life. And not everyone gets that opportunity to have, uh, you know, the Make perfect choice, yeah. lifestyle either. It's just no choice, and you know that that is what it is. And you know, the, the, these sort of time, these sort of current times, we're just lucky to, you know, lucky enough to have what we have, and hopefully yeah. it stays like that. And hopefully the the listeners are are all safe and well, and and you know they're not in in huge amount of trouble either. So it's uh, yeah, it's uncertain times, but you know you've got to I suppose we've just got to look at the bright side of things as well. You know, so indeed. So I'm when I've, that's me randomly in terms of before we get a cracking proper episode so this week again we uh we're delighted that so running are partnering with us to sponsor this week's show so you know we talked about so last week so are a premium running brand a british brand which is which we're really we're delighted to work with so thank you so for supporting us we are this week we're going to be reviewing their uh twin shot which kyle and i have both been running in and um there's a we've got a competition on the go kyle we do so um yeah listeners Throughout, throughout July, if you get your, all you have to do is go to the Soar Running website. Uh, we'll put in the show notes. There's also a couple of posts that have come up in our socials. Uh, SoarRunning.com and it's the Tartan Running Shorts competition. All you have to do, folks, is put your email address in and uh, there's two bundles of um, up for grabs of, of Soar Race Bundle comprised of an Elite Race Vest 3.1 Speed Shorts. 2.0 and a pair of diamond cruise socks. So two bundles of those. 
just enter your email for a chance to win one of them. And uh, yeah, the winner will be selected at random at the end of the month. Excellent. Nice simple. That is a hell of a prize. A valuable prize as well. I know. It is. Definitely. And uh, yeah, like we say, we'll, we'll chat about the, the shorts later on in the show. But uh, before we go on about kit, let's talk about training. How's your week been, Tom? My week was good last week, actually. So I, I think when we spoke last week, I just, uh, I think, I, I think I, I mean, I'm bringing up my Strava because it's all blending, it's all merging into one. But I know it was a good week. I know I was happy with how the week went. That's right. When we did the, the podcast last week, I said to you that I was lining up for a, a marathon pace tempo on Friday that I was, was going to be my first kind of towing the, put my toe in the water in terms of marathon pace work. And, you know, it went really well. I did it around the coffin, eight miles. At marathon coffin, pace, I was coffin loops, the coffin loops, yeah, in the nice. with in my sore vest, and you know, I said, I said in the podcast, I'm going to start off at five forties, see how that feels, and then progress down to five thirty fives, which is about two twenty five pace. And sure enough, splits were five forty, five thirty eight, five thirty five, five thirty three, five thirty two, five thirty two, five twenty six, five twenty three. Royal flush <laughs> progression. Look at that, and like a, I, like a metronome. So all I know is that, that what I can take from that session is I felt, you know, I remember when I, the middle of the session, you know, when you're in that flow state and you're just clipping along and it just feels great. I, I really got there. But I know that I think I started off, I think, feeling this is slower than marathon pace, easier than marathon pace. I finished off definitely at the 5.23. This is harder than marathon pace. So it's somewhere in the middle. And I, I, I think it's probably nearer 5.40. It's probably on the 5.38, 5. 39, that sort of range, I think, is probably, which would be, I guess, like 227, maybe 228, I think. So it's a good benchmark where I am. Like you say, it's a good um, it's a good starter for 10 where you are, and I'm sure that you know, that'll start feeling easier in a few weeks' time. Well, hopefully. And, and you know, this is, we're now, we'll come to my rant on, on, the, on the London Marathon shortly, but we're now... Uh, we're, we're less than 11 weeks out, 10 and a half weeks out from either London or Wrexham for me. So, I mean, I, I feel like I'm in a pretty good place um, in terms of those race where I want to be at the start of this block. I did 21 miles on the weekend. Um, you know, the long see, ones are feeling uh, quite comfortable. You've aptly named it Lads Long. Uh, who are the lads in? So Sunday, so you're, on, you're away, mate. We'll, we'll come to your, uh, your galvanic. But I was around with Callum Crawford and... Rico from the club, so we had a, a, a couple hours of chewing the fat there, which was good. I'm enjoying getting the, the old Metro lads runs back together now, which is good. So all, all in, 90-mile week, highest week in, highest week since lockdown started, actually. Nice. So a good What's way to start. Uh, I'm looking at your Strava, right? Why has Chris only done 13 miles? That's not a couple hours with the lads. Well, so Chris did a long... I understand that Chris went long on Saturday. He did, like... He did a session or a long run on Saturday, so he just did a, a short one. So I ran up, I ran to meet them, did the the core of their did, did the, their long run with them, and then ran home. So okay, not quite a couple of hours of lads, an hour and a half with the lads, and an hour. <laughs> I'm only being, I'm just, I'm just making small talk, Tom. But anyway, 21 miles was good, and nice. yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like I kind of, um, it's funny though, you know, we've had lockdown for so long and no racing. Suddenly, I'm actually thinking. I am in the marathon block and I might be, I'm hoping to line, line up in 10 and a half weeks. So all the, all the little one percenters that have dropped, like this is a, a horrible, I'm not proud to admit this, but strength and conditioning, 
dropped it. I haven't been doing enough. I know that. <laughs> the diet has gone. I've been eating too many donuts and too much beer. So these are all things like, you know, last night, we were, um, or whatever night, it was like Monday, Tuesday night this week. And uh, I really wanted to just go through and like open up a bag of crisps or, or like something, you know, have a bowl of Cocoa Pops or something like that is, you know, <laughs> something that I shouldn't be doing, grab a beer. But no, I'm sort. Do you know what? No, I'm in the block now. I need to try and I'm reading. I'm actually reading Matt Fitzgerald's Racing Weight. Oh, that's right. Jesus, it's not shite. It's it's interesting. It's the difference between performance weight management and dieting. And I've I, never I, dieted I, in my puff, so I'm I'm just trying I, to sense a Really, I'm I'm, I'm this called, is the third Fitzgerald book I've read on the trot. Actually, I'm really enjoying I just, it. You know, I I was just like I just need to not eat shite in in, in train. You know, that's what I got out of that, Tom. Just stop eating your shite. Yeah. Stop eating your I Friday, Friday donuts. You know. A lot of it's common sense. I'll never drop the Friday donut because if, if I've done it, run and you know, running and donut are hand in hand. But what anyway, what I'm getting to is on a Friday though, aren't you? Sorry? You're eating half a dozen on a Friday. Yeah, okay. I need to back it down to one. <laughs> the problem is they sell them in big boxes, right? <laughs> and they inevitably go off in like two days. So Fiona's not eating them. So I'm I've got I'm sitting there with a box of six donuts. And I've got a dilemma. Do I bin them, which is, you know, terrible food waste, you know. To quote, to, quote, to quote the great the great David Brent, you know, when they're starving happening in Africa, which I hate, of course <laughs> I need to, you know, I need to do something with these uh, donuts. So they're getting chomped. And I'm not going to leave them for four days because I'll be... It's anyway. You know, the more mileage, you, you're building your mileage up. It's carbs at the end of the day if you... It's, uh, if you're having a fairly balanced diet and getting all the nutrition, then it's better to have... All the you know exactly. the right macro and micronutrients uh, than than not enough, and I'm sure you're doing that. You know, you guys quite a lot of good cooking. You don't really, you, you and Fiona don't really have too much processed food, do you? Yeah, quite, no, we're quite regimented in that respect. But I'm, are, I'm, 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 I'm joking slightly. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying I'm, I'm clinically obese. I'm just saying that these are the little things that I think it's in. Uh, I just want to try and get get back into a one percent exactly, and you know it starts with not having it in the house. <laughs> you know that's the that's the biggest thing. So anyway, I, 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 I've always I'm good in the week, beers and treats on the weekend, and that's always right. served me fine. We have all our fancies in the garage, so we have to like make an effort. Get my shoes on, open the door. It could be pissing the rain. After go down these slippy. Uh, Step deck potentially slippy hazardous steps with the decking is to open the door and then grab my fancy food, beers and ah, go back down. And then I, once I get there, I feel like I've earned it though, you know, best when you earn it and all that. Yeah, so uh, that's yeah. a that's a good trick, actually. Yeah, maybe do that, you know, like you know, you, what you should do, Tom, right? Is you should your count as well as Forrest put do, <laughs> you know, get a backpack, get a few uh, your fancy <laughs> treats. Stick them in different places underneath bushes, and then if you need them, you have to run to them, and then you can take it back. Good, yeah. There you go. How's that sound? That's that sounds that sounds pretty good. So anyway, I'm ten and a half. So the two, the crux of my story is I'm ten and a half weeks out. I'm running pretty well, no complaints. Just need to start to tidy up the the edges a wee bit. How about you? That's, then the listeners are more interested in you. How is the? How is the? Because you're only five weeks out now to the, the big dance. The this world record attempt. Do you know what? It's uh, I've got I've booked a well 
potentially we've booked a, a holiday to France on the, at the start of September. Nice. So it's not even like I can push it forward or back or anything now. It's just like that's the date end of. It's it's happening regardless, and which it was going to do. It was going to be anyway. But with these challenges, you know, because it's not a race date, you've got yeah. the potential to all you know change it slightly. But but now it's uh, it's that's it, and it's 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 a permanent fixture, Tom. So how how are you feeling? You I noticed you got uh you got at least one big run in last week, which is good. I did well, you know. Last week, after the week I had, the week before, I had a big week. Um, I, I think it was about 105 miles for the the week. Not nice. last, not last week, but the week before. So this week was a more of a down week. Um, and I say down week; it, it was still a, a 90 mile week, which uh, I, was, I was quite happy about. Um, nice. And did, like I think last week was probably the the first sort of week that I've really found that. I'm recovering a lot quicker than I have been in the past, um, you know, especially for such a, uh, you know, a big, a big, a big workout on the, you know, a big week the week before that. Um, you know, I did a couple of, I did a session. I didn't really do, what did I do? On, you know, a lot of easy running the first sort of half of the week, um, and then on the, yeah, on you know later on in the week, it was more just steady. In fact, that's a lie. I did a I did a session on the the Tuesday afternoon. Um, it was five by no six by a mile, which was okay. It was you know I didn't really look at pace or anything like that. I think it was about oh I don't know like five fifteens, five tens, five fifteens. Um, so it wasn't hugely quick, but you know the effort level was there and the humidity was quite high and. There's a bit of wind, nonetheless, no no excuses. Just good to get the, the session in. And I'm not I'm not aiming to hit any paces at the moment for any of you know any of my faster runs because you know clearly uh you know running a, a sub five minute mile when you're running for twenty four hours isn't really gonna you know make make a huge amount of difference. Um it's more about just getting a good sort of just getting a little bit of speed in those legs, you know, and sprinkled on top of all the, the sort of higher volume that I'm doing. Uh and then uh, yeah, later on in the week, we on the weekend, um, just before I left to go to the north of Scotland and the, the west side, um, I did a, a big, a, a fifteen mile steady run, distant hitting, distant sitting on top of six minute myelin, which felt really good, really easy, um, and yeah, just sort of started to get in my groove, and I really enjoy, you know, I, I really enjoy just zoning out in the on the treadmill. I'm starting to get used to it, which is good. Um, and then, yeah, that was the day before we, we went to Pool U, if, if anyone knows where that is. But, Tom, that place is just stunning, eh? Oh, my God. Like, the, there's mountains everywhere. There's trails everywhere. There's locks. So, we, uh, you know, Debbie and I took advantage of uh, the granny and granda looking after the wee man and, uh, yeah, headed, headed up. Headed up to Pool U uh, up in a past Inverness and uh, to the sort of west side that we did a big camping as well which was uh, you know a treat for Debbie I must say um, but yeah some of the photos you know I can share them on the Instagram feed now that we've got one for Tartan running shorts but yeah. uh, you know if you look at the elevation profile Tom it looks quite flat and then there's this big hill and then you know it's just an out and back ran about 27 miles 
And I thought, oh, it's, it'll be like Glentana, you know, it'll be just a, a good old fire track trail, you know, fairly runnable. Nah, was it that bogs, marsh, you know, not marsh, but boggy, puddles everywhere, uh, you know, lots of rocks and a bit gnarly for, uh, you know, a triathlete, you know, like, such as Debbie, you know, a, more of a custom non-trail runner, but she, she, you know, dealt with the trails and the, the hills pretty, pretty well. So um, but it was interesting, you know, I'm starting to introduce Debbie to some more of the, the longer distance stuff. She's come out with, with me in a, a few ultras and, uh, you know, I say ultras like the sort of 50k mark and she's really finding her, uh, finding her feet at the, you know, just being able to just hit a pace and just hold it there. So I would, I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, seeing my wife um, line up at one of the, one of the ultra races, hopefully. Nice. We'll see. Um, so yeah, that, that's a very nice looking route you've got there. I see what you mean. It's quite lumpy on the way out. It is. It's a bit, a bit. I've, I've got a, a, a very nice, a very nice route I, I did on on Saturday, and yeah, it was quite. You know, it wasn't that lumpy, kind of. Generally, when you look at the overall profile, but just you know the the short, the short you know, ups and downs of the trail, really, in, in, in the narrow trail, the rocks and stuff. But it was good. It was good. But I just had to watch my footing, you know, when you're, when you're, you're so close to hitting peak form, you don't really want to be, you know, pushing it away by going over your ankle, you know. Um, and then the, 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 following, the following day, I, you know, we're heading back, back to Forest to pick up the wee man. And I did a steady eight miles. I mean, I say steady, yeah. Uh, it was it was about six thirty per mile pace, um, which felt quite good, you know, after having a really long day out in the, the hills, quite heavy legs. But you know, that's the sort of things I'm gonna have to uh, get used to come come challenge come the challenge, Tom. Absolutely, yeah. So that's a, that's a really. It's, I mean, I guess another week, another good week of miles. I know you're sending me a down week, even at ninety miles. That's still. You're still getting the volume in. What about fueling? How's that? I know you started talking about that last week. Is that something you're starting to? Because I guess these long runs are are a good opportunity for you to start to trial your fueling strategy, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the fueling's going okay. I mean, I, I'm, in terms of like the conditions for the the treadmill, it, it's going to be around about the sort of 15 degrees Celsius. You know, hopefully less than that, and you know, low humidity. Is the sort of conditions I'm looking for in the, on the day, and, and with that comes your, you know, your fueling, your hydration. So I'm just gonna have to, you know, ensure when when I can, you know, get the opportunity to train in the the treadmills that I can't at the moment. I can't because of you know COVID and things. Mm-hmm. So um, if I do get the opportunity to go in the treadmill and go in the, the room that I'm going to be running in, or at least mimic those conditions, and that's going to give me an idea how much I'm going to be sweating, and um, you know, what my sweat rate will be like. Um, and you know how much mm-hmm. hydration I'm gonna have have to you know that'd be very interesting. Yeah, and also like you know if it's if it's temperature also gives you an idea of uh, you know your heart rate's gonna go a little bit higher. You're gonna burn more calories too, and with with that means I'm gonna have to ensure that I'm taking in the right number of of carbohydrates as well and in, in, in electrolytes. So it, it's probably gonna be about you know I've I've kind of toyed with the idea between like you know. 60 to 90 grams per hour which seems quite a lot especially for 24 hours and um, by the end of the day you know by the end of the race not the race the 24 hour it's, i'm going to be in a deficit a calorie deficit without a doubt and um, it's just when it's yeah. how how can my how long is my body going to be able to hold on to that to that fuel and absorb it too and um, 
So yeah, it's quite interesting. But I've been listening, you know, I've been watching, looking at other people's training, looking at some literature and what the best thing, you know, what the sort of best fueling strategy is going to be for me. And it's, I don't want to just guess now what it's going to be. I've got a real start to home in on exactly what I'll be taking. Um, mm-hmm. I suppose the, you know, the benefit, the huge benefit of the treadmill challenges in terms of fueling, I can ask for anything that my body really wants. And that's going to be really important too. If I'm thirsty, I can ask for, mm-hmm. for water. But it's like, you know, all these trail ultras, you've got aid stations, which can be like two to three hours apart. And you've only got a limited number of, of you know, fluids and, and carbohydrates and, or, or energy. Um, so I can ask for whatever I want. If I want to have, the way I'm sort of looking at it is taking something at least every sort of few minutes into either a drink or if it's going to be food. Um, but the benefit of this is so controlled on the treadmill. I, I can take that while I'm running. Whereas if I'm on a, a trail, you stop at an aid station, you take food, you take fluids, then you go again. Whereas on the treadmill, I could keep going. The only thing stopping me from jumping off is, uh, is really just going to the toilet, you know? Mm-hmm. Even that, you know, you could, you could just get a bottle and off you trot. But we're not going to be doing any of that, eh? <laughs> and how that's what? How I mean, little details like that. Then you know, the toilet, changing. If you need to change shoes, if you want to change kit in twenty four hours, what's the? How will will the room? Are you going to have the room set up to? I mean, you're not going to have to walk all the way across the whole of Sports Village to get to the toilet, for example. No, I mean the room that I'm hoping to do it in. There's a toilet quite close by, um. So that I'm going to just have to allow that buffer when it comes to because the time will still be ticking when I jump off the treadmill. Um, but I mean, ideally, it'd be great if we could have a bucket, even if it's just to have a wee, you know, but it's, you know, with, with all the, the hygiene measures now, it's maybe not, a, yeah. not, not so the right thing to do. <laughs> you just have to suck it up. And <laughs> you have to wear a mask, but you can take a piss in a bucket. Yeah. Tommy can hold the bottle for me. What's the um? How, so one thing I'm there's a couple of things that have interested me as well. How how many hours out of the twenty four do you expect and are planning to be running for? 20, 23 hours and forty five minutes, maybe. Wow. Okay. So literally fifty minutes of non running in the whole period. Maybe you even you know even ten. Minutes, I'll be I'll be honest with you. That sounds ambitious. To be honest, I, I think so. I mean. The, I mean, in a long run, you'd stop at a traffic light for more than that. Well, that's just, you look at my lapse time in some of these options, it's been 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's only been 50k. <laughs> Stopping in a burn to try and, you know, uh, uh, yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, it's, it's um, I've been toying with the idea of looking at the 100 mile, looking at that record. Um, and uh, you know, and the, the closer I come to my form, the the more likely I'll make a decision on on whether or not I'm going to you know look at what that you know look at that sort of hundred mile world record time, um, and that might dictate how long that I might be running for in the treadmill. Because if I run hard for the first hundred miles, and I, I might need a little bit more rest. But I mean, I think it's diff- it's difficult because if I was doing this as a twenty four hour race only. And I wasn't looking at any of the other benchmarks and due, along the way, then I would be looking at really pacing the run and really homing in on, you know, and there's this guy, you know, we, the Hungarian who ran 170 something miles, which is 
an amazing t- distance and uh, and it's not on the Guinness World Book of World Records yet. It's still the 164 mile mark, and I, I'm I'm really going. I'm looking at the 178 or whatever miles it is, rather than the 164 because yeah, and that 178 is ambitious. It's you know, it's eight or six a mile for 24 hours, which is mental. And it all depends. Treadmill running is obviously before the event, the treadmills will be calibrated. So they'll be mm-hmm. as accurate as they can be, and and that's one of the considerations when it comes to you know ratifying the record and um and but there's still a little bit of of uncertainty there. You know, a treadmill's not running purely on on a flat measured trail or a di- or a road or anything or a track. It's there's still inaccuracies there as well. Um, but it is what it is. It's just uh, it, this for me at the time. It's an, a challenge that's exciting for me and. Uh, ambitious, but uh, really gets 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 my uh, gets me. What's the word? My tickles my fans tickles my fancy. Tickles, tickles gets fancy, my juices yeah. flowing, Tom. That's the one. Because I guess you'll have to. I mean, does that not make your? Does that? I don't know. I mean, as someone who's not a coach, does that affect what you how you train though? I mean, because going for the hundred mile hundred mile world record is a very different pace to the twenty four hour world record. So what you go out at will be. What you train at? I mean, do you would you need to? And I don't, maybe you're, you maybe there's a good answer to this. Do you do you need to train at this pace you're going to run at for a long time, or get used to the faster one? I mean, how what, how far out will you make that decision, and what what pace you're going to go out and say run your first 10k at, for example? I think um, you know to cut a long story short, the 24 is the main the main aim at the moment. Um, things could potentially change near the time, but the training I'm currently doing should give me the opportunity to to have a stab at both of them, if that makes sense. So a lot of the, the you know, the record attempts in the past on the treadmill and maybe even on the uh, some of the 24-hour events, some of these runners have gone through 100 miles at like near world record pace outside, maybe not world record, but like, you know, the 12-hour mark, uh, really quick 100-mile times. And then they've gone on to keep continue running for another 12 hours and, the pace substantially slows for some of those um, records or some of those attempts. I think uh, a guy called Dave, well, Dave Proctor from Canada, he, he ended up breaking the 100-mile world record and then he went on to keep, continue running for, yeah, 24 hours. And, you know, his, his, his second half was hugely slower than his first half. So it's... Uh, it's not a great way to run a race, you know. It's certainly not a great way of, of you know, such a huge positive, but it's not not great. But that, but that, you know, they're going. Their their aim was to break probably the hundred, the twelve hour record, the hundred mile record, twenty four hour record, mm-hmm. and whatever. You know, I think that's the three records that would be in that respect. Um, so it's it's really just ensuring on the day I know what pace and you know. Am I going for the 24, just 24 hour only? Am I going for the 100 mile only? Or am I going for the 100 and the 24 hour? I don't know. It's, uh, it's just an op- option that I was, I've, I've started considering based on the kind of current speed that I've, I've, I've um, accumulated in the last sort of few years and on the road mm-hmm. and from a 10K to, to a marathon to 100K. Um, you know, do I, have I got an opportunity at you know, looking at the 100 mile world record and giving that a stab? Um, because you know, I think 
when you look at the 180 mile world record for if that's what it is for 24 hours on the treadmill, that's that's a big ask. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and and that's not to say I, I can't do it, and I'm going to try. And you know, world records are there because they're it's the best. It's the, the fastest person has managed to do that. So um, at least I can try and see what happens. And, and that, that's one of the beauties of doing this is I don't really know what my body's going to do. And, um, I can train it to see how it'll cope. And yeah, it's, it's a way of discovering what my limits are. And that's why it's so exciting. That's really, it's really exciting. I mean, I've got Zach Bitter's, uh, so we actually spoke about Zach Bitter's world record, the 100 mile, the 100 mile one uh, in May, actually, the start of lockdown. And, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually looking at his, uh, his, his, his thing here, yeah, because he's he was twelve hours. You're right, twelve twelve oh nine fifteen for a moving time of twelve oh seven. So he was only off the treadmill for two minutes. Mucha, that's mental. Eh? Twelve hours, which is mental. And he splits. I mean, actually, when you look at his, your, the cadence is interesting. I, I actually think he. So I think he came off the treadmill one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I I would guess looking at his cadence, it looks maybe eleven times he came off the treadmill. Just when it drops right off, so that's like what once in not it's not quite evenly spaced, but not far up once an hour. Um, I mean, his his wow. world record for that is twelve. Now he's also the world record outside the hundred miles, and it's like uh, it's like eleven nineteen. That's that's seven fourteen pace. He's got yeah. here seven fourteen pace, seven fourteen a mile. Um, but compared to his outdoor 100-mile time, it's 6.48 a mile. <laughs> that's wow, mental. that's crazy. Which, you know, when, when you think about that, like, you know, maybe some of the listeners, they, they haven't run an ultra, and you're like, oh, that's what I, what I do in my easy runs. I mean, Cam Hawkins runs his easy runs at 5.50s. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. It's just relative, isn't it? Um, but, it's really exciting, mate. It's really to have that, uh, to have all these, all these different... Uh, goals on the table for you that's really exciting yeah i, I mean you know like um at the, at the same time you know i'm doing this to excite me but i'm also you know I'm, i I find it difficult to you know fundraise for for a marathon because no one will be like you run marathons for <laughs> you know for just for the shits and giggles whereas this uh and that's why i've i'm, I'm you know putting a huge effort to to fundraising for the uh, two fantastic charities, the Cathimba Edwards Charity Foundation and uh, the children's charity Chaz as well. And, um, you know, there's real amazing stories that both of those charities have. And, and I encourage you to look at them because, you know, there's one, there's a, a young chap in Fraserburgh at the moment and he's only got, you know, he's got very little time on, on this planet uh, left and, and Chaz did a fantastic job just keeping them, you know, just, helping them, supporting the families and, you know, giving that kid as, as good a life as he can. And it's heartbreaking to see some of these stories that are coming out and, and it's, it really hits home. It's, this is what the world we live in. And I don't want to get too deep, but, I'm, you know, I'm really, really uh, looking, looking to really do as much well as I can in the challenge and raise as much money for these two amazing charities. So if you, if you can, if you do want to donate folks, um, if you, I'll leave the leave it in the show notes. It's uh, virginmoneygiving.com forward slash Kyle Gregg. Um, and uh, I'm going. I'm doing that. I said last week. I'm doing that. Anyone who enters, they'll be putting a prize draw for um, you know some some prizes that I've 
that I've, I've added up, which I'll, I'll send, I'll let you know what they are, and vouchers and, um, and some of our fin- fantastic goodies too. So, yeah, get your, get, put your uh, minimum £5 donation and, um, yeah, it'd be great if you could support. Um, and just some shout-outs again. We've had some folk who've donated. Really appreciate the donations. Uh, Quentin Chalmers, thanks very much for your donation. Uh, some, you know, some ten, 10p a mile in the day for a non-world record. Twenty p a mile if you beat it. So that's uh, that's a fantastic incentive. Alan Oog as well. Thank you for that. Ian Tom as well. Uh, I mentioned him last time. So yeah, uh, yeah. Encourage you to keep donating. I got an anonymous donation as well. Um, a couple and one fantastic two hundred fifty pounds. And I really don't know who this person is. So. I'm giving you he or she a shout out because that's you know fantastic wow. and it'll go a huge way to these two amazing charities. So thank you so much. Uh, and yeah, feel free to um, message me and let me know who you are as well. That'd be amazing. So thank you very much. Excellent. So beyond our training, uh, there's a little bit of news to talk about, not a huge amount. Um, We'll give a shout out again to the, the, the guys that run Cheshire who are looking to organize this Wrexham Elite Marathon. We understand that they're now, they're now expanded it a little bit, which is cool. So it's 240 men or sub three women. Uh, so if you're in that bracket and you're interested in getting involved, you should email them. Uh, if you go to their website, runcheshire.com, you'll get the, the details there. So if London's cancelled, we'll come to London. There, hopefully this, this event will happen, which is big, big kudos to, the, to Michael Harrington and the team there for making something happen when nobody else is. Race calendar-wise, there's been another slew of races being cancelled. Just this week, we've had the Great Scottish Run cancelled, which is a real shame. Um, interesting enough, UK Athletics have issued their updated race organisation sort of plan, which is it's quite vague, to be honest, but it's, it's all about making sure athletes are not gathering before the race, you're having big areas to allow people to space out. Uh, I think they're not. They're encouraging not to hand out water and things, and or minimise when you do that. It's quite, again, it's quite vague. Um, minimise contact points, so no handing of medals, moving people away at the finish, etc. So um, it'll be interesting to see how races do look when they come back. Um, but on London, I've I've been ranting to anyone who wants, who's, who listens recently. London Marathon need to get their finger out, and they need to communicate better to the 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 club running scene. I know it's difficult and I know it's, it's not an easy time to organize a race with 40,000 people, but if it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. And I'm speaking as someone who is, who wants to, who intends to run it, but it's not, it's their next update. It's not the 28th of July, right? So I'll be less than 10 weeks until race day. Do I book flights? Do I book a hotel? You know, do I do? I mean, I, I'm lucky enough that I should hopefully we'll have Rex when it goes ahead. But if you're, if you don't have a place there or you're not quick enough for that, what, do you do you start leaving your family on the weekend to go f- making time sacrifices for long runs? I mean, it's unacceptable that London are waiting this long when every other race, including races after theirs like Chicago, New York, are cancelling. Now, I I, uh, I don't think anyone from London Marathon listens to this, but if you do, you know, waiting the 28th of July is far too late. It's far too late to. They need to be communicating better on this, and you know, in this day and age. But that's all people want is a communication. And even if it's an update to say um, we're still working on it, but we are actively working on trying to get a mass race together, that, that in itself is good because I, I'm hearing more and more rumors that they're moving towards an elite-only race. I'm not sure how interested the, the public will be in an elite-only race in London, to be honest. 
I mean, I don't. I mean, are they going to be able to get Kipchoge and Bekele involved? If they're not, well, people. I mean, what what's the information here? So, my rant to London is: do what every other racer organizer is doing and communicate with your entrance. Because I'm someone who's paid ten to London and I haven't heard deadly squat since June, and it's less than eleven weeks to go. So, that is that's my rant. So when are they meant to announce the date? Is it twenty what twenty eighth? So twenty eighth is. Six days to go. They've said uh, they'll they'll give an update on the race. But they tight. said that last month. Be tight the taper then, eh? <laughs> uh, it's a not it's a nonsense, and I, I I'm braced for them to come out and say elite elite only and uh, elite only with also um, virtual race also with virtual race. I think that's what they'll come out with, which neither of which will affect me. So, um, do you know what I'll be wondering? I wonder what they'll do with the ever presence because if you are someone who's run every single London marathon since '81. I think it would be criminal to not give them the chance to run. There's not many of them left now, the ever-presence, and they, I really hope they get the chance to toe the line if it's an elite race, even if yeah. they're going to run four or five hours. Any word on where the elite race would be then? Because they, they've no lost idea. You know, they'll, they'll know exactly what's happening with that, the operations. Okay. Of Absolutely. You, you would surely they've got, if they have a genuine plan for it, you would imagine that someone somewhere has done a course uh, measurement and certified that. So, I'm just amazed that if there is actual plans for something other than the marathon that we know, that it's not leaked out. Um, and as I said, it's, if, they're, if they're going to cancel, there's no shame in that. But they should, I, I worry that they're, I'm, I'm speculating here, but I worry that they're simply waiting for the government to, to say you can't or have a mass event in London on that date and allow them to, to, um, to claim insurance or something. Because, uh, and, I, I, I really can't see a 40,000 strong race happening in, in London. I really can't see it. Nah. Especially when all the other marathons are, are being cancelled, you know? And like some of yeah. the, the cancellations of these races are areas that are less affected by COVID than we are, which, yeah. you know, I, I think, I, I, yeah, I, I'm with you, Tom. I, I don't really know why they've left it so late. I think they're holding on to a glimmer of hope and, Unless, do you know what? Unless they come up with a, an amazing, you know, new way of, of of getting everyone on that start line, you know, closing the roads for a week and doing a virtual type <laughs> event, waves of runners, you know, every three hours, then that that's cracking. But that'll cost a, a shed load of money. That and well, a lot yeah. of pissed off uh, drivers and you know, and in, 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 in the, the infrastructure of London. But hey ho, you never know. Hey ho, you never know. Yeah, indeed. So uh, anyway, so that that's the the rant I've got. Um, and actually, the last thing um, in a news thing, it's more of a shout a shout out and good and best wish from TRS. Uh, Ultra runner Tommy Revs is not in a good way at the moment. And, I saw that. You know, so he's not in a very good way at all. So yeah, TRS, we're sending our love and and positive vibes and best wishes to Tommy Revs. If you if you if you follow it on Instagram, you already know. If you don't, Tommy is a is a top ultra runner uh, in the states. So check out top, his top marathon runner too. I think yeah. yeah. Even with that beard he's got, he can still <laughs> shift like that boy. is absolutely. I mean, you know, if there's anyone any ultra runner you need to follow, other than obviously myself and uh, 
and, and, and Killian Johnny, uh, you know, this boy Tommy Revs, he's absolutely ripped, isn't he? He is he absolutely looks, ripped, yeah. Looks like someone, if he was walking down the street with his tap off, you wouldn't go near that boy. He, he oh, would, uh, you wouldn't think he's a, you wouldn't think he's like an, an endurance runner, you'd think he's like some kind <laughs> of a UFC fighter or something. He is lean. Yeah, and, and do you know, it just shows you how um, this, this virus, I mean, I think it's like COVID-like symptoms, but no doubt it's, it appears to be something related to COVID. But uh, you know, it's it just it it can happen to absolutely anyone, and, and yeah, just should wear 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 a fucking mask or wear make sure your hygiene measures are in place, folks, and do what you can to to prevent any anyone else um, from suffering yeah. this horrendous disease. And you know, there's, there's no doubt, listeners who are you know, list, pe- people who you guys might know have been affected. Uh, so yeah, it, it really is real folks and um, do your best to play your part in getting rid of this thing and and on Tommy I mean he's I see that this is a guy you know he's not he's a uh, you know mounting medical bills so visit there's a GoFundMe to cover that um, if you if you're in a position to do so I would thoroughly uh, encourage you to go and look at that and, and see if you fancy contributing so yeah get well soon Tommy I doubt he listens right but if he does you know Get well soon, you know. Hopefully, I'll get some good vibes and send them over to us. Uh, so yeah, well, talking about ultra running, Tom, um, we've got part two of Meryl Cooper, who is a GB international ultra runner, and you know, a great. I, I caught up with her a couple of weeks ago. Great to have a chat with her, and you know, her a sort of rise to to the ultra running scene and what our sort of current training's like and our, our future plans are going to be. So. Without further ado, here's Meryl Cooper, part two. Um, and, and that's kind of one thing I want to to, to, to chat about is your, your fueling strategy. And, you know, when you go into these races, um, maybe that's why you don't bump because you're really efficient at fueling. But tell me if, if that's the case or not. Do you... Do you go in and do you go for gels only, or is that a mix of things? And and what not only are, what, what's what's the sort of type of fuel you have? What's the you know the, the sort of ratios and the frequencies as well? So she she was the nutrition. I think I was having a twenty Okay. Um, and then also I was having like 500 milliliters of tailwinds per every two hours. Yeah. And then I'd also like planned with the profile of the race, I'd planned certain solid foods. Okay. Um, and times that I could in take that in and and maybe I'd slightly reduce a gel around that point but it was like it was the first race I actually had like a card mm-hmm. with the profile and on the profile I had like ticked ticks for gels I had triangles for solid foods I had you know oh, wow. like, okay and it was so yeah. uh so planned out yeah. but I knew it was going to work I knew it was going to work from the because I tried it in the recce, yeah, um, and and felt great. And obviously the intensity is a little bit higher, but 
like in cal- calculations and calories and stuff, it was it was going to be fine. Um, and I there was this um, amazing pear fruit block jelly type fruit block thing I'd got from you can like only get it in Italy. All right. Um, and so that was like really crucial. I had that, and also these like um, gel. There's like the, it's all from France. Like these. Yeah. Uh, fruit gel like you could get it in Italy it's weird I couldn't get hold of it in France the only place you could get these pear um, jelly blocks yeah. was in Italy so like I, I actually I felt like I was like smuggling um, <laughs> but at the, when I got to UTMB I got friends from Italy to buy me these pear blocks um, <laughs> and, and give them to me before the start so, um, but yeah, so that was kind of, and I had also like, um, you know, like a, it's a pro star, I think energy bar that I use. So it's kind of like, but yeah, so it, it worked really, yeah. really well. Yes. Um, and I've, and I've, yeah, just kind of worked off that moving forward. But the next race I did actually was Cappadocia. Oh yeah. And I had a, a really bad experience with my nutrition so the nutrition went totally wrong there yeah even after perfect race but the intensity was different there um you know like it's such a runnable faster race okay that quite possibly you know you need a different fish strategy for a higher intensity race yeah yeah, yeah so more- that, again first time I've done that and just learning from it yeah oh, <laughs> um, very creating it's very tough like uh, I was actually throwing up at that race it's oh, really no. it's really um but yeah and I now know what, how, how to improve yeah brilliant and what about you know sticking to the sort of topic about nutrition what's your you know in general day-to-day training like you know what what do you what do you what do you have do you are you are you are you a vegan or any any of that, that sort of stuff? Or are you, do, what, what's that look like for Mel? My dad's not listening from the farm, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I am predominantly predominantly vegan, but yeah. I would say like it's not it's it's completely for how much better I feel and, and the reduce, reducing the inflammation. I, I can yeah. feel it. I can feel so much better when I eat plant-based. Yeah. Um, and I will, if someone was to cook me meat or anything, I would have it. And when I was at the farm, I was eating anything. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not that religious about it, but if I was to be preparing for a race, I would most likely cut it out. Like I know what, what works well for me and I yeah. just eat I eat incredibly healthy yeah all the time. I eat so much veg so many vegetables um a good size carbs with it like you know rice or quinoa or oh, nice. sweet potatoes yeah. um eat you know and then with always with a healthy size of protein as well but generally plant-based like I'm gonna have salmon tonight I quite often have uh, fish yeah. as well. Do you uh, find that? Uh, yeah. Do you find you know because you're not mainly based in Scotland now? Do you find it's easier to eat healthy? You know when you're 
when you're in Dubai and now where you are now and like compared to I I find when I go abroad, you know, in Spain or I can eat so I can eat much better than I do here. I don't know what it is. It seems to be oh there's a you know, I go to Aldi and there's all these crisps and chocolate and I'll just bring it in and just eat it and demolish it and uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's do you think that helped me in the warm weather is makes it easier to eat healthier or is it I suppose So I would say I've had a bit of the opposite again. But then I think it's more lockdown. Yeah. Because um, basically now, like, just cooking at home every day, I've never eaten better, you yeah. know, like when um, when you're making everything from scratch. But when I was in Dubai, I was, I was like, it's so easy to get takeaways and deliveries. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anything delivered um, like that. You even get your petrol delivered these days. Oh, really? Um, wow. Yeah, don't don't even need to go to the petrol station. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. It's not good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, no, I I think the secret is just making everything from scratch at home. Yeah, yeah. And not buying the, yeah, not buying the crap from yeah, Aldi. Yeah. Bargains. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but also, like, I, I've been eating, like, so well and clean now for so long that as soon as I eat anything crap, yeah. I like feel it and I feel horrendous. All right. Maybe it's all in my head, but yeah. it, it, I feel I notice it. I feel I can, I really notice how it affects like my, you know, blood sugar levels and yeah, recovery and everything. So just okay. sticking with what, what I've realized works really well now for me. Yeah. And, and that, I think that sort of it's a great you know in terms of your day to day you you're uh, currently you, you you know you're you you're part time working as a, a teacher yeah yeah um and so part time teaching um full time runner no doubt <laughs> and what's that sort of training like at the moment you know or de- general day to day training are you are you a high mileage person are you more quality or is it a a mix of things or What's that look like on a day-to-day basis? So, I'm kind of, I'm running about, yeah, between 110 and 120 kilometres. Sorry, I'm kilometres. Is it on the... Miles? <laughs> Up and down those oh, mountains. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's still decent though, yeah. A week and uh, and doing strength and conditioning twice a week. Uh, I really I want to do more. Like I've I, I've had some chats with my coach, and like I want to see if I can do more. But um, for various reasons, he's quite happy I'm I'm where I am and, and yeah. stick with where I am at the moment. And um, I've just been enjoying like trying to get a bit more elevation in each week uh, in okay. recent recent. Weeks. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of easy running. Yeah. Uh, if anyone sees me on Strava, they're probably like, "This girl's slow," but I do a lot. Of, <laughs> I do a lot of easy running, and um, got a couple of always got a couple of big sessions a week where it's quite specific endurance focused. So I'll go out and I'll if it's long, if it's three hours, I'm I'm looking at testing kit and nutrition. Yeah on those runs for three hours more um, 
and the elevation gain is we're trying to replicate my next race and get that much elevation gain in an hour yeah. like per hour um so yeah that's Nice. Yeah, and in terms of you know that sort of training, um, you know, there's a few a few things coming up. Um, hopefully at some point, if restrictions allow, um, and we we kind of mentioned some of the races that might be on the calendar and later on in the year. So tell us a bit about them. Mm, yeah. So. So you so get I your am... note. This way you get your notepad out. Yeah. <laughs> so Mer- <laughs> Mer- Meryl's wish list. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, yeah, then I said I just don't know, don't know what race to yeah. be on. We none of us and just yeah. So I, to be honest, I, I've kind of just been focusing on each day, and I'm just training. And I, uh, we were chatting before. I yeah. couldn't even remember what races I have. I'm losing track. But yeah. um, obviously meant to be in back in the Canary Islands, but I've not been able to get back there because the flights, my flights just keep getting cancelled. Um, yeah. But hopefully. I'll be going back there soon, and mm-hmm. then I'm first race, and um, that's still on is Transvolcania. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm currently actually signed up for the half marathon there, but it's like half marathon with something like crazy, crazy elevation, two thousand four hundred meters or something elevation. I think it is. Oh. Um, but I've I've. I'm trying to get, I've asked and I'm on the wait list for the, the ultra, for the 80, 80 odd kilometre yeah. distance. And um, so I'm hoping I can get, um, get switched over. Um, right. And there's another, that's on, so that's on La Palma Island, the Canary Islands. And there's another one in October, Reventon, which is about, around about a marathon distance. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause these are all the races, which I had obviously planned early in my season yeah. so shorter quicker stuff planned early in the season are now moved to be potentially the first races um and then i've also got harrier i'm looking to try to do the harrier extreme but it's not opened yet for registrations they're waiting that's in november yeah okay uh, like 90 kilometers ultra there so yeah. that's the plan <laughs> right. that's it. it well fingers crossed they they happen and you know there's nothing it's it's just getting the trick keeping the training ticking over and if you can do yeah. that then you, you know you'll you'll hopefully be on on your way to some more success and um, so what about you know later on in the you know next year if we get a, a better year next year have you got any sort of bigger ambitions and you know, obviously, we we touched the we haven't really touched upon your you know the world championships uh, representing GB. That must have been pretty pretty cool. Um, how how was that to put on the GB vest at the World Chill Champs last year? It was amazing, like yeah. absolutely amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, like the just like the whole weekend and. I think I maybe like exhausted myself with excitement, as you can <laughs> imagine. Like I, yeah, I, I'd only been, I'd only really ran two competitive ultras, and I'd ended up um, there. Yeah, so, like you know, a rabbit just, in the headlights. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was it was quite an experience, and um, absolutely amazing. Um. Maybe I did. I don't know. Maybe I did bonk at that race. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really warm day, wasn't it? I think 
was it was it not was it not, was it not really hot that that year it was quite no. hot yeah um but yeah i i yeah i suppose i i learned a lot from that race as well i didn't have the best race yeah. but i had an absolutely brilliant experience yeah. um yeah because you think you said you had a fall or you had a bad fall as well when you were yeah yeah, yeah so like i remember it was about 16k in yeah. i just picked up my bottles again kit i'm not good with kit so i just picked up my bottle <laughs> from the from like the gb managers um and they're like and i was about in like 55th position at this point yeah and, and i actually was like i was feeling really good yeah. and i said that to them i said you know i'm feeling good i'm just taking it a little cautious right. and then Went round the next corner, it was like cobbled, um, not technical trail, it was just like cobblestones. Yeah. And I, like, there was a few of us running and it was so loud because this is like this bit where everyone had just lined the stairways which were about to come and it, the noise was unreal. And then like, I don't know if I got like a little bump, but because I just put in these two new bottles, yeah, I was like, really top heavy okay <laughs> i know what you mean this uh <laughs> kind of but <laughs> so so my basically the um the camel band was just like bouncing around like and really it wasn't very comfortable and i was trying to like get it under control so yeah. i don't know like if the bottles were like too full of air or something anyway basically i was not comfortable and I was running, and then I just basically tripped somehow on oh, this no. cobblestone. Yeah. And I did so badly on my knees, but I like bounced up quicker than I fell down because it was so embarrassing. Because there was about five hundred people there. Oh, it was no. like the only, it's like the only point in the whole race where there was uh, that many people. In the so most I, like, runnable section up, as well, probably. Uh, <laughs> and then I like, just kept going, and probably like you know the whole adrenaline and everything. And, yeah. After that, I just had such a battle. It was so hard. Yeah. Like the hardest race experience I have ever had. Yeah. Um, right. And, you know, I was so close to actually not finishing that race, yeah. which I would never have been able to live with. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, but I, I did. And, and quite luckily, there was one of the managers um, was meant to be a a certain aid station like he wasn't allowed to give us any help but he was allowed to be there yeah and i was thinking about i remember thinking if he's there i'm gonna i'm gonna pull out and uh -huh. luckily luckily he wasn't there <laughs> and so i just had to keep going Hobble and right. i did oh well, it good, was, brilliant it, for doing it though it's nothing worse than like an ultra you know you can't it's bit, you know, like a 10k, it's easy just to go to the side of the road, but an ultra, it's like, wow, I'm in the middle of nowhere here, I may as well just crack yeah. on, and, or <laughs> it's a difficult predicament to be in, and, and sometimes you can, you know, you you can get bounce backs as well, and maybe you're hoping for that, who, who knows, but, yeah. Uh, I um, cramp in that race for the first time, like, I don't think I was trained properly for it, it was, it was hard, there were a number of factors that were a bit challenging, but... Obviously, I was in Dubai before it. I was working full time. Um, I just wasn't getting enough elevation training. You know, I was getting about a thousand meters a week. Yeah. Um, okay. This race much, had this race had 
2,200 meters over 44k, and so I was getting cramp in my hip flexors and my glutes, everything, and just yeah, really, really tough. Um, but so my big goal, you to answer your question, which is quite funny <laughs> on the topic. Next year, I really want to represent Great Britain again. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> um, okay, I want to. I want to do a good job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, no, it, but yeah, I want to. I want to perform like to the standard I believe I can, and um, now I have a lot more experience and yeah. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, it's, I, I think 2021 is, what's that? That's, you've got, um, where is it next year then, the World Champs? Do you know? They've announced they're apparently changing the formats and it's going to kind of combine the trail running World Champs and the uh, mountain running, like the World Mountain Running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what I heard as well. I, I, yeah, that'd be exciting. So, Combining them into like one weekend because some people go between the two disciplines, but that's that won't be able to happen anymore. Yeah. So, so what about um? Yeah. So you've got the, the that'll be sort of summer type. Well, just before summer, I think. It'd be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then later on in the year, any other UTMB attack? Further uh, distance. <laughs> are, you, are you going to uh, go back to the CCC and give it another shot? Yeah. 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 yeah definitely. That's so. I think next year probably will be a repeat of what I had originally planned this year. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> oh. F- fingers. Lavery. Fingers crossed. Life ready as well. Yeah. Yeah, but the Cortina trails are the shorter, forty. I think about forty-six kilometers, and Iger. Can't forget Iger. I'm going back to Iger 51k. So, yeah. Oh, nice. So uh, you, you fancy doing the longer one? The Iger is it the? I would love. To, I would love to, but I don't think I can before CCC. It's just that. Yeah, I think it would just be too close. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I'm looking so, forward to this. Hopefully, I'll jump in jump in one of those races with you and uh you know make, make sure that you're not you're not at the very back of the race uh <laughs> listen you're still doing your warm-up <laughs> right so just to to, okay. ra- to, round, <laughs> to round off i've got some fartlet questions here um so i'm sure i'm i'm sure you've heard of them before um so some s- bespoke to you as well so let me just grab them it's one second uh, so what's your favourite mi- I think I know the answer to this one miles or kilometres did you get that one M- what's miles or kilometres kilometres yeah. yeah rest day or recovery run recovery run favourite movie um, might lose some Strava followers for this um, <laughs> Definitely, I'm a, I'm a musical kind of girl, so Greatest Showman. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> That's uh, the soundtrack's epic, eh? Yeah. <laughs> who's your Who's your running hero? Um, Gerda Stein. Oh, who's that? Ah, interesting. I yeah. wasn't sure we know Gerda. Um, yeah. so Gerda 
was the female winner of Comrades last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Uh-huh. And Two Oceans. Um, she's also a runner who's in Dubai and kind of only discovered she could run, um, you know, a few years ago and then managed to go on and do, you know, she's sponsored by Nike. She, she's absolutely incredible athlete. Um, so I'm very inspired by her and oh, believing that she could do it um, and yeah. what she she achieved, you know, it's it's spurring me on. Yeah, I love it. So what? Yeah, are you a morning shuffle runner and evening saunter? Morning shuffle. Nice. What's your pre-race meal? Porridge. <laughs> What's your favourite distance? Hundred k. Oh, hundred k, nice. Um, what do you prefer, running uphill or running downhill? Downhill. <laughs> downhill, nice. Te- this is another one. Technical or smooth terrain? Technical. Technical. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's your you're your Asics front runner? Um, so, uh, um, but hey, you can pick any shoe. What's your favourite shoe? <laughs> um, I genuinely love because I haven't again. You know, I'm just. I haven't tried anything else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of their um, Fuji Tribuco Pro trail shoe. That's what I've, I've raced all my races in. Yeah. Um, they're brilliant. I've, the only thing I've discovered training more in Scotland, they're not so great on slippy, like wet grass, but um, rocky, rocky technical stuff. They're amazing. Really light. Are they? Okay. Oh, that's an interesting. Genuine. This is not me trying to sell people ASICs. Like <laughs> cool. uh, do you drink a beer or do you, are you drink do you drink or are you teetotaler? Uh, I very occasionally have a, a glass of red. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. We had another uh, former ASICs um, sponsor, yeah. uh, Liz. She's a, a good a big red wine drinker. Well, maybe not a big red wine drinker, but. <laughs> So, yeah, that's funny. Um, what's your favourite training session? Um, probably one I don't get to do anymore. But I used to love like Kenyan hills. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Ah, you gotta love like, it. Yeah. Run hard uphill, run hard downhill, um, for a block. But I suppose now, now the closest I get to that is like five, five by five minutes. Um, hill reps. Oh, I nice. quite like that. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, we've got one more one more question. What would be your favourite place to run? Um, I love... I, there's something special about running in Cape Town. Although it's not, it's not the safest. So okay. you have to run with people. You can't run on your own. Yeah. And um, so probably... That's more for like the community. I love running in Cape Town, um, but probably Font Rameau. Oh, nice. Okay. You know, and I had planned to go back there. That was where I was going to do my training this summer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Instead, in Aberdeen, Aberdeenshire Hills, instead. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and then one of. Final question. Um, what's um, like in terms of if you would give advice to anyone who's starting off running or wants to get into ultra running or just to get to the level, you know, to reach success or um, reach a goal, 
What would you give them in the world of running? What sort of advice would you give them? Well, I suppose look back to how like clueless I was in the beginning, you know, yeah. with all the kits and stuff. Like the only way I think you've got to just take it like literally one step at a time. So I know it might have looked like I jumped from run, not running to an ultra, but I did it. You know, like yeah. there was. There were there were ten k's in there. There were half marathons. So just like, just progressing it, just build build on whatever you're doing, like one small step at a time, and you'll get closer to whatever goal it is you have. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it doesn't have to. It won't happen overnight. But just yeah, just take small steps forward all the time. Brilliant. Well, oh, really good advice. And if anyone wants to follow you, how can they get in contact? Or how can a how can they get in contact with you? And what what's your sort of social media streams that that you've got? So I follow you, and uh, you uh, I love some of your posts. You know, I'm just like look at you know look at where she's running. It looks phenomenal. You know? So uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I the main one I'm probably on is is Instagram at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Meryl runs ultras. I think that's right. Yeah. Can't, can't remember. Got an underscore, does it? This is really bad. I should know this. <laughs> uh, Meryl Meryl underscore runs ultra. Yeah. Yeah. So please be follow because I'm I'm actually at the moment doing like a post every day or so about kind of my story and some of the ridiculous things that have happened along the way, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, you can see where I'm training. Uh, I'm very lucky; like, I do get to train in some amazing places. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's like important. You know, you got to mix up where you are training yeah. at times. Keep it, keep it different, and keep enjoying and loving what you do. And and yeah, that's where my passion, I think, started from all of this. Seeing Iger and then being like, I want to go there and I want to run yeah. there, and then. On the way there, I got to Chamonix, and it's like, oh my gosh, Chamonix! Yeah, a, um, yeah, and then like all my holidays became running holidays. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been some, it's been some adventure for you so far in your running career, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to following your adventure and hopefully joining you in some of those adventure running races and adventures, and no doubt some of the TRS <laughs> listeners will enjoy listening to your adventures so far. So, uh, yeah, well. Thanks so much for coming on, Meryl. It's been brilliant speaking to you. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing this with the listeners. Thanks again for coming on, Meryl. Really, really good. I've thoroughly enjoyed part one and I'm very much looking forward to listening to part two. So Kyle, what's next? So we uh, we were both running in those uh, you know the sore running shorts uh, the twin skins the, the shorts uh, I I managed to get out for a wee run a wee twenty seven miler at the at Pool U and I must I, you know I, I must say I, I thoroughly enjoyed running in them you know no again such like the the vest Tom absolutely no chafage at all how was your experience in the shorts so I, really, I, I can't see as a matter. Much of a man for twin skin. I'm not. I'm not a twin skin short guy. So if I'm honest, I didn't enjoy running in them. And that's not the shorts are very well built and they're very high quality, as you'd expect from short. I just didn't enjoy running them. So my question to you is, what's the point in twin skin shorts? I think 
Well, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, it's to cover your, your bulge, isn't it? No, yeah, but I've got yeah, but a gusset usually does that. I mean, the old uh, Finley Finley Brown gusset. That that's what <laughs> or the white gusset. That um that that's that that's, that that holds my uh, bean bags in place. What gusset and all? I just find I, anyway they were just not. It was just something I've never worn. I've I actually that's a lot. I did buy twin skins ages ago, and I found I I was a uh, yeah. I just didn't. I would rather have a gusset. So. It's just, uh, I guess it comes down to what your preference for your support for your, your undercarriages, male listeners. Well, do you know what? Like, I think the whole point of, you know, I mean, people wear shites and this is like, they aren't short, they aren't shites because they're, they're, tri- they're, they're not shorts and tights. They're shorts and shorts, two twin shorts, as, as they're called, funnily enough. Um, but I think it's more of just warmth and protection as well. So, like, for example, when we were out on Saturday, it was pissing and rain now and again. And, you know, you get that whoever a wetness coming into your shorts, but that second layer acts like as a, a water repellent. Um, and then your, your sort of inner layer, that won't get accumulated with any, you know, it will get cold and, and wet and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and also, like, that's that's kind of why I, I experience the the, the, you know, the the reason for the twin skins, but um, for, for that reason, and also just to cover your decency, your your manhood too, perhaps. So I, I would say to listen if you're a listen if you're somebody who likes twin skin shorts, these are these are uh, these are great shorts. I mean, you know, a good, a good length. I'm not somebody who likes a, a long short, to be honest. Um, so yeah, from that they were they were good. I like the 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 pocket is is a, a zip pocket in the back which is great um and you know they're really like they're they're very breathable i mean i also ran them on, on a wet day and you know it was dried up throughout the run and yeah they, they sort of aerate themselves to dry pretty well so a really good short it's just not my not my uh not my bag to be honest um that's interesting i didn't quite I see what you mean about the that's an interesting reason for for them so but i mean so you know when you're folks if you're getting shorts there's nothing worse than buying a pair of shorts you run you do your first running and you give them a sniff and they're absolutely honking you know and th- these ones funnily enough you know these ones didn't didn't have that but have you ever had shorts that you know you you just know there's a pair of shorts you've got in your cupboard and running them in there just stinking at the end of the run even if it's only a 5k you've done this is a bit of a rant to be honest it's uh there's nothing worse or like a base layer that you might have and you know that it just accumulates sweat no matter what you do to that to that base layer or that 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 fabric it, it just stinks you ever had that i've i've had that on many bits of kit to be honest oh, yeah. usually poor quality kit Aye. well there, there you go uh, yeah well like you say that's uh we're, we're, we're happy enough with the the shorts me more so than tom um, but yeah, well, uh, thanks again, Sor, for, for passing them over so we can give them a review. So the second part of our topic, folks, is uh, we've got some, we've got a wee rant here. We do is this rant. rant? Is this your rant or is this, who's this rant This from? is This is from uh, Rob Turner. So um, it's a bit of a, it's quite a big, do you know, I'll, let me, I'll read it out word for word then because it's, uh, it's, yeah, I think I, I, my favorite bit with the rant is how people write them. So uh, this is Rob, Rob Turner, GB Ultra Runners rant. So thank you, Rob. 
It was pissing it down here tonight. Water flooding down my driveway. The heavens completely opened up and dropped the full load. No way was I going out in that. Not even my salmon shake dry would cope with that. And I just didn't want to get wet again. I said to the missus, I've got dodgy guts. I'll just jump on the treadmill. Close to the loo, yeah? The, re- the reality being, I'd recently carried out a secret purchase of a foot pod and was keen to see what all the, f- all the fuss was with Zwift Run. First annoyance was the foot pod. would only set up my archaic mini screen phone and not my Windows tablet without yet another bit of tech I need to buy. <laughs> but to be fair, this, to Zwift, it all connected instantly and I was off. Sort of. I was plonked on Crown Point track, the blue one, with a shitty blue t-shirt, no option for thinning grey lockdown hair or awful patchy lockdown beard, <laughs> full perfect barnets and George Michael style five o'clock shadow. It, I looked nothing like me. <laughs> shitty white flat running shoes, no next percent option and what can only be described as obscene shorty shorts. Already in a half, I started running. Unbeknownst to me, I'd selected some kind of easy session and so I kept getting alerts telling me to speed up, slow down, up the effort, take it easy. I was only out for an easy run. I got quickly bored of the track as this one from Canada and that one from Spain whizzed past me, virtually lapping me. So I took an option to go somewhere else. At least that's what I thought it was. An hour was all that I could make out as the writing on my tiny phone required a zoom lens to view. <laughs> I step off the track onto a road, quickly noticing that I was the only runner on this main road. Hundreds of cyclists passed me. Loads of chats beat from coming from my phone, but of course I have no idea what's being said as I can't read it. No doubt they're all taking a piss out of the novice, lost runner, out on the road with a standard kit and standard beard. <laughs> they whizzed past me, all top to tail in Lycra. Fancy lights for wheels, screens in front of their faces, texts above their heads, thinking they own the road. Bloody cyclists. <laughs> I'm now miserable at this point. I'm 11k into a 14k run, and this road is not ending. I never came across an option to turn off. Well, at least I never see one pop up on my min- minute screen. And so I continue for an hour on this dullest dishwater road with every cyclist in the world. I'm bored more than I would have been on a treadmill. And to add insult to injury, for the last 10 minutes of my one and only effing run in Watovia, it starts pissing it down. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> like a story, you know. I read, I read Logan this, a book before I went to bed. I wish I just gave, gave Logan this runner's rant. <laughs> it is hilarious. But and you know, there's so much really, that uh, I can sympathise with. It's not really selling your, you know, your, your Monday morning TRS Zwift runs, is not. it? Bro? Well, do you know what to be, so to, I, I sympathize with all this. So I, was, I got pelters for the first few Zwift runs because when you upload a run from Zwift, the next piece of the story that Rob doesn't show there is that it automatically has a picture of your run put on your Strava. And I was getting pelters for being in these absolute tighty little, um, you know, women's race shorts, um, which eventually <laughs> yeah, is... Yeah, so twin shorts. But, well, yeah, exactly. The like sh- the sort of super women's what they call the uh, shorts. But anyway, as Rob says, you don't get a d- you get a default shit kit, and it makes you stand out like the new kid at school. You're in your brand new kit. You're obviously the first time on Zwift. Um, and secondly, I agree with him on the cyclist thing. The cyclists on Zwift, they must either have accumulated a lot of like points or spend a fortune on stuff because they're all in fancy kit and fancy bikes and fancy wheels. And I'm I'm sure Zwift are charging them for that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I will disagree, but I actually, I do quite, in, I do quite enjoy Swift. And in my experience, it's always sunny in Watopia, but, um, yeah, I can, I think a lot of that, I can understand if you're operating off a phone, you'd be better off just going outside. <laughs> oh me. Jeez. Oh, well, uh, thanks for the rant, 
Rob and folks, if you do want to give us a rant, you know, feel free. You know who we are. You know where we can, you can contact us. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can get some more rants and uh, you know other weird injuries as well. And any other, any topic, folks, anything that you want to speak about that you think will be remotely interesting to TRS, let us know. You know, we're we're always keen in, in hearing some. You know, you guys on. And this is, you know, we, we do rely on you guys to give us the content. You know, we, we're busy folks and this podcast isn't just for us, it's for you guys as well. So let us know, feed us some, some love and we'll, we'll provide some love. Eh? Speaking of feeding back love, I'm just going to make a promise to Rob now. So we're always, on the, we're always trying to interact with new sponsors. If we ever get a deal or any kind of interaction with Zwift, I'm going to push for them to create a, a GB vest for you, Rob. Calcum wear one as well. It'll be unlocked oh. only by your user profiles. That'll let you stand out. Because that's, <laughs> let's be honest, that's what Rob's really pissed off about. He's, he's not being recognized out there on the trail. <laughs> <laughs> it's next days as well. And this is next days on, too. Yeah. Although, I, to be fair, I, even, even, I'm, even I'm a free Zwift runner and I managed to find a pair of pink shoes. Oh, did you? Well, that, that's a question I've got for you, Tom. Now, I haven't got a pair of Alpha Flies or whatever the hell they're called these days. Where can I get a pair for this, this run I'm doing? Are they, well, are they out of stock or what? So I think, I think they are. So you're speaking to someone who is about to pull the trigger on a pair of Saucony Endorphin Pros. Oh! That's, so I'm, I've decided... I, well, mate, I'm, I'm fully, I got a pair of Zoom... Well, I got a pair of Zoom flies at the start of the lockdown. So they're like four months old. They're done. So I've been doing sessions in the Adidas Boston, which I really like for short, sharp stuff. It's a, it's a flat. But I really want to get a plated, light, decent stack shoot from a marathon pace work i'm not taking out my i've only got one i've got a pair of next percents that i've only got 50 miles in i'm saving them for the marathon day so yeah. i'm toying with buying i'm not toying i'm going to buy either a saucony endorphin pro or a hoka carbon x so actually maybe i'll hold yeah. on for a couple of days any listeners who've experienced either of those shoes feedback because i'm really i'm really I've, i thought you know i don't need to buy a nike shoe i'm happy to go elsewhere now the market is a bit more even but now suddenly I'm spot for choice. So, listeners, let me know what you would uh, what you would recommend, and that will right, feed into I mean, Kyle. I that could be for Kyle as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't want to get too deep, but is the market even now? I, I, it's hard to tell, is it? Or what, what's your oh, take on it? I think so. I, I've re- I've watched a few videos. The, the Soccer Endorphin Pro gets rave reviews. U.S. Olympic okay. trial was the the women's race was won by a Hoka shoe. Second place was Molly Seidel in a in Soccer Endorphin Pro. So. The Hoka and, and Saucony look to be at the at the races. I don't know much about this Adidas shoe, which has got a plate in it. But what I do know is that the Brooks Hyperion is supposed to be. I mean, it's supposed to be a, a kick-ass shoe as well. So, I, I I've I've only run in a, I've run and love running in the, the next percent. So I, I can't really comment the others. But the the Hyperion elite, the Hoka and the Saucony, I'm open to it. Really open to it. Nice. Well, yeah. I'm I'm keen on hearing some of your uh, yeah some of your recommendations, folks. So, looking forward to that one. Um, right. Well, other than that, I think we're. Oh, the only other thing I was going to say, we we did have some result from uh, in terms of something that we chat about that Scottish athletics related in in, in some of our, our athletes who are taking part in some of the races around the world. Josh Kerr ran a race. Uh, oh, yeah. In the US, so it was the one in Portland, in Oregon. I don't know what the the, the meet was called, if it even was a meet, but uh, he ran the one thousand meter race in Portland, Oregon, in a time of two seventeen, which uh, which is 
that that's all I have on that that event, and that's really, as far as I know, the only kind of bit of of sort of major news results that I have. The only other thing that I'm looking at in, in terms of the the news from uh, that would be maybe interesting in some of our uh, for our listeners the the monument mile that's um, still going to be organised by our man and our interviewee Michael Wright uh, so that's going to be going ahead on Friday 18th of September and I do believe that there that's been sold out but there's potentially yeah. an opportunity to join the waiting list so check uh, the Scottish Athletics website for that. And the only other bit of news that I see, which is quite in, cool and interesting, is Ailey Doyle. She's going to be looking at, um, you know, going for the 400 metres uh, at the Tokyo Olympics. And that's after giving birth to her son, Campbell, in, in January this year as well. So good luck to Ailey um, and her husband and coach, Brian, as well. So that's it for me. Very good. Well, listeners, if you'd like to get in touch with us about anything, uh, as Cal said, we, we love, we love to hear from you on anything. Our email address is tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. Our website, uh, from, from the, the fantastic Leo Connor is www.tartanrunningshorts.com. Uh, we've got some new stuff coming on there soon. Um, teaser shorts and our Facebook is at Tartan Running Shorts. Our Instagram is at Tartan Running Shorts and our Twitter is at Tartan Shorts. So feel free to jump in. Uh, and get in touch any way you can. So what's on the agenda for the rest of the week, Tom? The rest of the week? Miles, banking some more miles. I'm going to do, uh, what am I doing on Friday? Let me get my training peaks open up. On Friday, three by 10 minutes on Friday as a session, nothing too heavy. I'm actually, this week's not super heavy. And then Sunday, easy long, 20 miles. And then into next week, uh, yeah. I actually, this last two weekends we had family catch up. So this week I'm actually not doing anything. So, uh, it's, uh, yeah, get, get focus on catch up a few things around the house. How about you? I've got a, I've got a back to back, uh, marathon planned for tomorrow and, and Friday. Nice. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to kind of aim at not, not a slow pace, just a, a sort of seven, you know, I say slow, probably just try a seven minute miles. Uh, for both of the days, and and just get get that and get get that sort of session and in my legs. Um, I find you know based on some of the the reading I've been doing, that's quite a, a sort of pertinent type session to be doing as well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting involved in that one and and you know practicing my fueling on on the treadmill and and getting used to just getting you know getting the the flow of of, of running on the treadmill for that period of time. So I'm, I, that that'd be cool. And then other than that, you know, it'll finish off with a fairly uh, top-heavy week, probably hitting about the 105, 110-mile mark again. And, uh, you know, the, the week after, I'm going to do another top, you know, another heavy week again and, and get get a little bit more volume if I can, if I can squeeze another few miles in there and, and start you know, peaking, hopefully, in that volume and then just start bringing it down again and, Sharpening up a little bit, doing a little bit more treadmill working workouts, as you quite quite rightly pointed out, Coach Coach Brian in the last uh, <laughs> last week's instalment. So it's uh, yeah, I'm 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 quite confident, I'm quite positive, and uh, yeah, starting to take shape, Tommy. Excellent, I'm very excited for you. Very excited. You need to start. I'm sure as we get within five weeks, the listeners are going to want to. You got to talk about it now, but the next thing is how can they follow on the day? So something to. That's a good question. About. 
yeah, get you know, I've got a wee, I've got a sort of task list uh, of things that need to be ticked off and planned and stuff. So that's that's my next uh, my next job as well, Tom. Excellent. Right. Well, other than that, well, Tommy, you have a good week, and no you doubt we'll, we'll catch you during the week. And uh, listeners, I hope you guys get get some running in, and uh, you know, and keep your head up. You know, things are starting to look a bit brighter. The future's brighter. There's light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs>